Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Eagles. I'm Devin Caney. We're coming off a mini buy for the Birds after their Thursday night 28-22 loss to the Buccaneers last week. The Eagles will face the Raiders in Las Vegas this Sunday. The Raiders are without head coach John Gruden, but coming off a big 34-24 win over the Broncos. I have NFL writer for CBS Sports, guest host of Birds 365 on Jacob Media's YouTube channel, Jeff Kerr, coming on to preview the matchup. But first, I think we need to do a quick recap of all that's happened during this mini bye week for the Eagles. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. To start us off, star tight end Zach Ertz was sadly traded to the Cardinals for cornerback Tay Gowan and a fifth-round pick. Lane Johnson revealed he had been struggling with mental health issues and returned to the team this week, and Dallas Goddard has been activated from the COVID list and is expected to play. So to break down what all of that means for the Birds, here's my guest, Jeff Kerr. Eagles at Raiders. Uh, I feel like they haven't played. It's been a minute. I'm kind of enjoying this miniature bye week they had uh, because I didn't have to suffer through an Eagles loss on Sunday, which was kind of nice, I have to admit. Uh, How are you feeling about this game coming up? Well, I think it's a winnable game, Devin. I'll say that. Uh, You know, I still don't know what to make of this Raiders team right now Mm because they obviously have an interim head coach. Their offensive line has been a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Max Crosby is an absolute beast for them. It's a tough team to gouge. I've seen them play against the Chargers, and they didn't look that great. But then they come around and beat the Denver Broncos two weeks later, and I didn't think they had a chance to win that game just because of everything going on with John Gruden and all the mm-hmm. distractions. And they come out, and they probably play their best game of the season. And they're still the only team to beat the Baltimore Ravens. They're 4-2, they're and two, but they don't feel like a 4-2 and two team. I almost feel like there are some similarities to the Eagles with them where I truly don't know what to expect week in and week out. The Eagles tend to surprise me, you know, the other way where they lose, but then make it close. Like who would have thought they would have come within six points of the Bucks? I, I guess, you know, how, how are you feeling about the Eagles going into this game and how are you feeling about them so far this season, because I feel like we've hit a point where people are kind of starting to evaluate things a little bit more. You know, we've got enough games under our belt. Are you hopeful? Do you like what you've seen so far? Yeah, they're about what I expected, right? Two and four. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they beat the Chiefs. I didn't think they beat Tampa Bay. There's all their losses I kind of expected. Like, you know, maybe the Dallas game was the shell shocker for me. Like, okay, yeah. Dallas is actually pretty good. And mm. the rest of the NFC East isn't. But this game... I don't know. Through six games, it's. I wish the head coach would run the ball a little more. I know that's tiring. <laughs> we see it on Twitter all the time, but I have to put the facts up. Miles Sanders mm-hmm. is third in the NFL in yards per touch since he's entered the league. 
And he has, he's getting like 11 touches a game compared to 16 under Doug. And I didn't think that was that much. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know what, what it is about this guy. Like, is he the plague? They just not want to give him the football, but it's not just him. It's Kenny Gainwell. It's Boston Scott. It's all of them. They just don't run the football. And in turn, they don't help this quarterback who I don't feel he's going to ever be a Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson, but he could be a pretty good quarterback in this league. If you keep a balanced offense, there's no reason why Jalen hurts can't be a Baker Mayfield. And again, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield's not having a good year, but Cleveland also balances the pass and the run. I just don't know why the Eagles can't do that. And now we're wondering Jalen hurts is going to be here past 2021 and he's only played 10 games. Yeah. No, thank you for saying that because I totally agree. That's my take. You know, with Jalen Hurts, I know he's had good moments. He's had not so good moments, but I also don't think Nick Sirianni is doing him any favors. And that comes down to, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg situation with them. Um, Do you think Jalen Hurts' downfalls are mainly caused by Nick Sirianni's play calling and boring play calling at that, like not just a lack of run. I think it's predictable. Um, he's been outmatched in almost every game that we've seen from him. So I don't know. That's my personal beef with people who are already calling for Jalen Hurts's head. Uh, I think if I had to call for anyone's head in, in this situation, it would definitely be Nick Sirianni's. Oh, I agree. And my venting during games isn't a normal vent. It's like, you know, can we please run the ball? Can we please do this? I'm like, no, mm. this is what the point I wanted to get across, like, like Thursday night, for example, I knew Jalen Hurts wasn't playing well, but what is this head coach doing for him to make sure he does play right. well? Instead nothing. of saying, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing. Instead of, you know, actually attempting to run the ball or even on pass plays, why don't we get creative? I don't care if he can't throw the ball down the middle of the field. You want to criticize him for that? Absolutely. But no motion whatsoever. I never heard of a head coach that just doesn't run motion. Everything's in the shotgun. Everything's Mm -hmm. to the outside. You can't be hiding up that many deficiencies with a quarterback. You're just not going to win. And I don't think it'd be any better if Joe Flacco was in there, if Garner Minshew was in there. He just seems overwhelmed right now. And I was in Baltimore this weekend talking to a couple people at the Ravens game, and that was the the word I heard three or four times about Nick Sirianni, overwhelmed. And I'm like, okay, is can this guy handle being a head coach? Is he – learning on the fly. Is it too much too soon for him? And I don't want to give up on Nick Sirianni yet, but I got to be honest, Devin, I'm tired of the pandering. I'm tired (laughs) of let's wear the Allen Iverson shirt. Let's be everybody's friend. And that's fine. You have to do that with 53 guys in your locker room, but you're not helping this quarterback out and you're not a good game planner or a good game play caller. Yeah, it's frustrating because it feels like they're deflecting the blame on the lack of personnel, which is partially true. But good coaches work with what they got. And if Mm -hmm. I'm analyzing Nick right now, it's I don't know. I think I give him a C at this point. Yeah, his his grade has definitely gone down over the weeks for me. Right. Like we started off when we we, when we had that game against the Falcons, we beat them. Um, and, and even throughout preseason training camp, like I let, I didn't love the pandering, but it hadn't gotten to a point where it was too much. And I also think if you're going to do that, you have to back it up as lame as that sounds. Um, but you mentioned personnel and we had Brandon Graham on the post game show after Thursday night's game. And, and Brandon Graham is just, he's so positive, love him. Like, you know, this, and he didn't even say it in a negative way, but we were all kind of surprised when we asked him about Gannon's uh, defensive scheme. He basically said he doesn't have the personnel he needs. And 
that's the really, I don't even want to call it frustrating with the defense. It kind of just makes me feel a little bit hopeless, but on the offensive side of the ball, we do have talent, right? Like you mentioned, Kenny Gainwell, Miles Sanders, Devonte Smith, Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard. We lost Zach Ertz, but we still have a lot of talent. So I don't even think it's a personnel thing for Nick Sirianni, but I'm curious to get your take on both sides of the ball. You know, if we could get one player tomorrow. Who would you want? Who do we need? On, on the on the Philadelphia Eagles, if I could just pick anybody in the NFL. Anyone. Mm-hmm. Anybody I want. Oh. The biggest you know game-changing person and in a position that we need help. Well, I know there are many. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'll go young here because, and I love the Devonta Smith pick. I kind of knew the Eagles were going to pick him probably about mm-hmm. two days beforehand. They were going to trade up for him. But Micah Parsons was a guy I really liked in mm-hmm. just Eagles system. I thought he'd be excellent under Jonathan Gannon, the young linebacker, which is ironically what they need. They need a young linebacker who can rush the passer, who can get back in coverage. I've seen, and look, I'm biased Penn State grad. Micah Parsons was an absolute stud there for years. And when they traded up, I knew they were getting Devonta, and I'm completely fine with Devonta Smith, but man, Micah Parsons would look so good. If they could have found a way to get both of them, yeah, I'd be the happiest person in the room. And that's what they need right now. They need a solid linebacker. They, they mm-hmm. need a good linebacker. They just don't have it. Alex Singleton is not a Davion Taylor, maybe as potential. Eric Wilson's basically his foot's halfway out the door at this point. It's mm-hmm. not good. So if I had to go anywhere, it would be a linebacker. Micah Parsons would be one. Another one would be Roquan Smith on the bears. That, that's who I would take in a second on this football team. That is the position they need the most. Well, while we're on the topic of defense, uh, cause clearly we need help. We're not going to get any of those players, sadly, actually tomorrow, uh, using the, p- the personnel that we have facing this Raiders offense, which Derek Carr has been playing well. This offense is pretty explosive. I mean, do we stand a chance against the Raiders offense on Sunday? I think they do because the Eagles like to play back. And I know this has been a big criticism of Jonathan Gannon, but they like to take away the big play. And the Eagles have only allowed seven pass plays of 25 yards or more, which is tied for the second fewest in the league. So that's pretty good, right? And, you know, Mm -hmm. we haven't seen that many, you know, Tyreek Hill bombs. You know, know, again, it's you thought Tom Brady would go deep to Antonio Brown a lot. This did not happen. You thought you would see these big plays. And how are the Eagles going to cover this? Well, They actually do a pretty good job of that. I think they're fifth in the NFL in pass yards per game. So I don't think the Raiders are going to beat them by a big Henry Ruggs play or, you know, last year they obviously they had Nelson Aguilar for their big plays. They're missing him. I think you're going to see a lot of underneath throws to Hunter Renfro. I don't know how this team's going to cover Darren Waller. I don't want to say it's going to be a shootout because I think they can hold them to under 25 points, but can they score 20? That's what I'm curious about. It seems like mm. they do. Like, like they don't quit on this coach. That's one thing I like. And I have a feeling that this Raiders team is going to over-pursue Jalen Hurts a bit and he'll be able to run a lot. That's why I kind of feel they're going to win the game. It's it's not an exact science for sure. I'm definitely not using the numbers here. I'm kind of just using the feel of the game. And I'm assuming Lane Johnson's going to be back. I think Dallas Goddard can make a difference for them. I think it's going to be one of those they score late and hold on. It's going to be mm-hmm. like, okay, no, this isn't going to be a statement win, but I feel like it's going to be, okay, we're not terrible, but we're not good either. And that, that's <laughs> ultimately what I feel about the 2021 Eagles. 
Right. I, I feel that way as well. Someone was actually just asking me that question. And, and I always kind of say, you know, going into this season, we're a super young team, super young coaching staff, quarterback. Um, and it's just frustrating because we have, you know, kept in the game, even though it weirdly doesn't feel that way against teams like the Bucks and the Chiefs. Uh, we're so close to being a good team. We just aren't there yet. And I don't know if we'll get there this season, uh, but you kind of touched on it. Lane Johnson, Dallas Goddard. Have you gotten any updates? Like I know Lane Johnson announced that he returned to the team. Do we know if he's definitely going to play on Sunday? Nick Sirianni, I guess he was asking, well, I shouldn't say, I guess I know he was asked about Lane Johnson and he kind of, you know how Nick likes to dodge the bullet a little bit. Well, we're going to take it day to day and mm-hmm. he didn't make it a guarantee. He's going to play Sunday. You know, this whole competitive advantage stuff for offensive linemen is beyond ridiculous. Like, come on, it's, just tell us your offensive line and go from there. And, and it's sad because the beat reporters can't even report the, the first team offensive line, what they say, because you know, the Eagles PR staff's going to be all over them that they do. Yeah. So yeah. I would assume Wayne's going to play Sunday. Um, 99.9% positive Dallas Goddard will. I mean, it's been 10 days, right? Mm. It's, you know, and he, from what I know, he's vaccinated. Again, I can't confirm, but, you know, just, just from the Eagles numbers, it's, you know, if he wasn't, it's, I don't think he'd be back so soon anyway, but we'll, we'll find out. It's, uh, they definitely need those two to win on Sunday. And I, look, Andre Diller hasn't played bad. I like Andre Dillard and Jordan Malata. I think they could be the future, but, I have a feeling that they're going to be trading a couple more pieces before where they win these next two games or not. I have a feeling they're going to be trading a couple pieces before the deadline in a couple of weeks. I've seen a lot of people kind of speculating that the Eagles like in trading Zach Ertz now are going to become sellers, you know, just kind of looking ahead, throwing the towel in on this season. Have you heard anything about that or what's your opinion on that? I don't think they're going to tank the season per se. I still okay. think they want to evaluate what they have in Jalen Hurts. Look, they don't have to tank. They got the Dolphins to do that for them. They, <laughs> yeah. they don't really have to tank. So I look at it as they look to stay competitive. I think if they can get out of this, you know, win these next two games on the road, which which is weird. They're, they're better on the road than they are at home. You know, you get we, the I don't think we've won a game at home, have we? Oh, 0-3. 0-3. 0 Look at the home schedule, too. It's They're not exactly – they're not playing Washington and the Giants here. They're, mm. they're, they're playing the Chiefs in Tampa. But if they can get out of this form four, I think they have a shot. I I still say there's – I call this this group of five. There's five teams in the NFC that are the powerhouse, right, that, you know, our whole college football talk. They're, they're, they're the five best teams. They're going to make the playoffs. And then you got this group of five, and I think the Eagles are in that, with Carolina, with Minnesota – you know, teams like that, the Saints, mm-hmm. the 49ers, maybe Seattle's in that too. You know, again, I think Seattle would be much higher if Russell Wilson wasn't hurt, but they mm-hmm. still have a shot. And if you can get out of this, because you're going to play the Saints in November, you're going to play the Chargers. Those are going to be a couple big games. I don't think they could beat the Chargers, but I think they match up well with the Saints. I mm-hmm. think they match up well with the Raiders. And then again, you got this NFC East schedule with these teams you haven't played yet. I think you can find a way to get in that Giants game, week 12, 500, or one game under. You have a shot, and I think they got to keep that in the back of their minds. And, look, this team isn't a Super Bowl team. They're not even going to win a playoff (laughs) game. But to make the playoffs in a year where you're not supposed to really do anything, I think 
that's huge for them. And I think that's huge mm. for this quarterback. And I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be the future, but isn't it more appealing, Devin, if, say, you go 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, you make the playoffs and you have these three high draft picks and all of a sudden you can call Green Bay, you can call up Seattle <laughs> and say, hey, uh, got some draft capital for you. But by the way, we might be a little closer to Super Bowl than we think. I like it. I like the thought process and I totally agree. Uh, going back to when we had Brandon Graham on, I'm sure you saw, he said that they were going to – to make the playoffs or wild card game at least. And, you know, I love it, the positivity. Um, but yeah, this team is not going to go to the Super Bowl by any means. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. Um, but while we're talking about predictions, can I get a final score prediction for Sunday against the Raiders? And you're putting me on the spot here, Ben. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, I will go Eagles 24, um, Vegas 22. I'll say it's one of those. Mm weird scores where you know you get 22 points in there and I, I yeah it's it's going to be a close game for sure again I still think they're going to trade off some pieces going forward I think they're going to get rid of guys that they know aren't going to be back next year and I think sooner or later they'll cut some guys like I'm a little worried Ryan Kerrigan won't be on this team this whole season same with Eric worried Wilson. worried Ryan Kerrigan has made one play <laughs> You know the play he made, right? Chuba Hubbard ran into him. Like, you know, that was like me in like sixth grade, you know, when I was learning how to play football. You know, before I became a tackler, I was a tackling dummy. So yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. why I made my first tackle. Some guy ran into me and I'm like, oh, cool. It's, it's a tackle. It counts. Right. But. Yeah. Add it to the stat sheet. Someone, I saw a funny tweet. I think it was last game when Kerrigan tried to intercept and it was like, oh, solid two inch vertical there. By Kerrigan. Yeah. I don't know what he was trying to do there. It's, I, I don't know. This is what I'm curious about. You know, what's going to happen first? You know, Ryan Kerrigan's gone or Ben Simmons is gone. I mean, I, that's a good bet. That is a really good bet. I would, I would guess Ben Simmons. I would I guess know. Ben Simmons too. I, 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 you know what? They could get him, rid of him right now. I'll, you'll see me like jumping around the room. I, I can't. <laughs> I had so much hope. I don't want to go too far down the Simmons rabbit hole because we know how this can get. But I had so much hope that he would come back and apologize. And cause he is, yes, he messed up the playoffs for us. Yes. He ruined that game seven against the Hawks, but defensively like Ben Simmons is a talented player. And I just thought we got to the point where we weren't going to get anything as good in return. And then he just went and ruined it all. So hopefully Ryan Kerrigan, if he's traded, doesn't do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, who wants it? Who wants Ryan Kerrigan? I don't think they're going to trade. I just think you're going to straight up cut him. So, oh really? Okay. Because yeah, I don't think anybody's actually going to want, and maybe someone will pick him up after that. But I don't know. His mm -hmm. decline has just gone straight downhill, and I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about Ryan Kerrigan, the football player. I, I I think that thumb injury affected him a bit, but it's been almost two months now. Now it's just mm -hmm. can you play or can you not? And all right, before I let you go, now you you opened up this can of worms, so I do have to ask you. Who else do you think you mentioned, you know, you think the Eagles might trade away or cut a few players aside from Kerrigan. Uh, who else is at the top of that list for you? Uh, probably Eric Wilson. I would say he gets cut um, okay. more than anything else. Cause his playing times diminished too. If you notice it's Eric Wilson, it's Ryan Kerrigan. They're two. I think they could get something for Derek Barnett. They won't get much for him. I mean, I would like to see him play the whole year, but he has as many sacks as you and I do. So <laughs> That's what I'm worried about with a guy like Derek Barnett. I know they like Milton Williams. Maybe they play him a little more. Uh, you know, again, I don't see them getting rid of any of the cornerbacks. I mean, I guess you could get something for Steve Nelson, but why would you want to do that? Like, they don't even mm -hmm. play the backups. Like, you know, Zach McPherson, 
they clearly don't trust him yet. You know, they keep bringing in these young cornerbacks. Uh, you know, uh, Mac McCain is one of the guys. Um, obviously, um, the new cornerback they got from uh, Arizona. So again, mm-hmm. it's they're definitely looking for death at cornerback. It's they got two good starters in Darius Slay and Steve Nelson, and they might have to bring Steve Nelson back after this season just because they don't or at least they don't feel like they have anybody in the pipeline. So I'm, mm. I'm concerned about that, but yeah, I could see them try to sell off a couple other guys, maybe add a couple draft picks there, you know, that, like the three picks some draft capital, but I think you'll see mm. more guys, more veterans on this defense are on one year deals. Just get cut and say, Hey, you know what? Just didn't work. Well, uh, I like the predictions and thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate you uh, coming on and taking the time to chat. All right. Thank you again to Jeff Kerr. Be sure to tune in and watch the birds on Sunday and tune in to Jacob media's post game show with myself, Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta and Lane Johnson might make an appearance. Who knows? Uh, That airs three minutes after every Eagles game on Jacob Media's YouTube channel, as well as 6abc.com. This podcast is always presented by BetOnline. I'm Devin Caney. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.